Are you looking to take your team to the next level and lead to your full potential? Then Leading with Purpose is the show for you. It's an hour of empowerment with your host, Nathan R. Mitchell. Nathan is a business and leadership development coach, public speaker, and author. He's also a founder of Clutch Consulting and a member of the John Maxwell team. Nathan's purpose in life is to empower others, and that's how he helps businesses and leaders grow. He specializes in leadership training, improving communication in the workplace, and creating high-performance teams. So join Nathan and this week's guest as they provide you with the information and tools you need to effectively lead yourself and others. It's time for Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. Here is your host, Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome to episode number 35 of Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. If you're just now joining us or you've been with us for a while, but for one reason or another, you're not yet a subscriber, head on over to leadingwithpurposeradio.com, click on the iTunes link, and get subscribed now so you never miss a single episode. Also, if you like what you hear on tonight's episode and you find that it delivers value to you in some way, please leave us a positive rating and review on iTunes as well. You know, at the end of the day, my commitment to you is to bring you the very best guests and the very best content. So when I have people like Brian K. Wright, host of Success Profiles Radio, publisher of Success Profiles Magazine, and author of the new top-selling book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, you are going to want to make sure you have access to that information as soon as it's made available. And I promise you that being a subscriber is the absolute best way to do that. Before we begin our conversation with Brian on how he helps struggling authors unleash the book within them and how he's been able to have conversations with the world's leading business experts, I would like to tell you a little bit more about him. Brian is the host of Success Profiles Radio and publisher of Success Profiles Magazine. Over the last six years, Brian has interviewed world-class achievers such as Darren Hardy, Jack Canfield, Laurel Langmire, Kevin Harrington, Sharon Lecter, and many more. With the lessons he has learned from these achievers and through his own experience, he seeks to educate, motivate, and inspire others to become a greater version of themselves. He's the author of three books, including the newly released Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. Brian grew up in Iowa, graduated from Iowa State University with a degree in communication studies, and he holds a master's degree in adult education from the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. He discovered a passion for speaking and influencing audiences by speaking competitively in high school and in college and by being heavily involved on his campus while in school. Throughout his career, Brian has been a top performer in the areas of sales, customer service training, and has also written resumes professionally for students, working professionals, and even executives. He is available to speak on the topics of motivation, leadership, and goal setting, and he currently resides in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Brian, welcome to tonight's show, my friend. How are you doing? Fantastic, Nathan. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. I'm extremely excited to have you on the show. I know it's been a long time coming. I know that you know I've been a follower of yours for, for many years, and uh, you've just been able to deliver a lot of value uh, to me, not only uh, through your radio show, but also through uh, your recent magazine, which we'll talk about uh, soon, Success Profiles Magazine. So before we get started really into the meat and potatoes, I guess you could say, at tonight's interview. I always start with this question of all my guests. Tell me something unique about yourself, you know, something that perhaps most people may not know about you. 
Wow, that's that's a really great question. Uh, well, you alluded to some of that stuff in, in the intro that I would normally talk about in terms of a background story. Well, I'll, I'll go there. I'll go here. Uh, I've been skydiving twice. Not many oh, people wow. know that about me. Yeah. I am, time not ago. A thrill, I am not a thrill seeker. There's no way I would skydive. No, I and I'm done doing that. It was in <laughs> 2000. In fact, I uh, had a friend who uh, talked about it a lot. We talked about doing it. And then one day I finally said to him while we were riding in the car, I said, we need to pick a date and do this because if we don't pick a day to do this, we will never do it. And so right. we picked a day. And uh, out here in Arizona, there are uh, a couple of places uh, within an hour or so of Phoenix that does – host uh skydivers and they, there's like a skydiving school that you we we went through uh, a one-day class and it was required it was a tandem jump and so we didn't jump by ourselves and we didn't jump with an instructor it wasn't a tandem jump excuse me it was a static line jump so i was jumping by myself but there was a, a, a static line so when that line got tight then the parachute would open automatically and gotcha. you could hear the instructor talking to you through your headset you couldn't talk back but he could talk to you i suppose instructors probably don't want to hear screaming i didn't scream but it was interesting it, once the parachute opened i was just floating down to the ground and, and you're traveling you're falling a little faster than you think you do because sure. uh when you land it's not always a soft landing i mean sometimes you land on your feet and sometimes the wind gusts right as you are about to land and it carries you uh horizontally a little ways and you end up falling on your back uh, but uh, it was fun, and we did it a second time because there was a special where if you did it in less than 30 days, you got to do it for $40. And so we looked at each other and said, let's do this again in a month, and we did. Uh, and it was fun. But, uh, yeah, I, I've done it, and I've, I can say I've done it, and I'm not doing it anymore. So you enjoyed it enough to do it twice, but not necessarily to make it like a hobby of yours for the rest of your life or anything like that. No, it's a very expensive hobby if you yeah. want to keep going. I mean, you could easily spend hundreds of dollars a month doing it. And if you want to make it a hobby, you're going to do it more than once a day. You'll probably go up three or four times in a day. I, I wasn't prepared to do that. And, you know, I just I value my life. So I didn't do it anymore. You know, one of the things that you found out about successful people and, you know, one of the things that I found out about successful leaders is that, you know, they often do things outside of their comfort zone. Was that something that was really outside of your comfort zone initially when you did it for the first time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we went up in the plane. And here's the funny thing. There were four of us that went in the plane and then there was the instructor and he uh, he said, OK, how much do all of you weigh? <laughs> right. I think there's there, there a, a there, I think there were a couple of women in the plane with us too, and they didn't really want to tell them, but it's like you have to. And so they said, "Okay, whoever weighs the most has to go first I'm like, D D oh. <laughs> "I hate you, I hate you, I hate you." So I had to go first. I am usually a fan of going second because I like watching someone else do it once, you know, first. And when I was in public speaking class, for example, I would never volunteer to go first, but I would always volunteer to go second. And the teacher usually honored that, so that was pretty cool. But I had to go first in this instance, and so I did. And uh, you stepped out onto the the wing, and you grabbed the the I don't even the bar or whatever. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. But you you let go, and you arch your back, and you start falling. And 
and you realize, oh, this is real. This is ha- this is really happening. This is crazy. Oh my gosh! But once the parachute opened, it, you had some time to really enjoy it. You could look around the landscape and see how high up you were, and it was really really fun. the 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 moment from jumping to the parachute opening was a little stressful, but once the parachute opened successfully, it was just awesome. Yeah, I can imagine. I'll take your word for it, though, Brian. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I said earlier that I've been following you for a number of years, and you've really, I mean, you've accomplished a lot in recent years. And for you, it all started with Success Profiles Radio. Can you talk to us this evening about what your inspiration was for starting the show in the first place? That's a really interesting question because I – have always wanted to do something radio related and I've been told that I have a, a great radio voice. In fact, in high school, one of the speech events that was available was radio news announcing. The reason I picked that event was because I didn't want to face an audience. And when I realized that there was an event where you did not have to face your audience directly, I was all in. And it was great. Now, in the state of Iowa, if you get a one at state, they don't allow you to do that event the next year. The theory being that they want you to expand your horizons and try something new. So I did. But I enjoyed that experience a lot. And then back in 2011, late 2011, I was approached by uh, a guy who was affiliated with the TogiNet Network, uh, where the show is on. And he talked to me about starting a show. And I thought about it for a little while. But I'm the kind of person that... Once I'm in, I am all the way in. It might take me a minute or two, metaphorically speaking, to commit to something. But once I'm in, I am all the way in. And so in January 2012, my show launched, and it's still going. So I'm going to have episode number 300 here in a few months. I'm excited about that. It's once a week. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. I didn't realize you had been on the air for six years. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You know, you mentioned that – Starting your own radio show was a way for you to speak, but yet you didn't have to face an audience. But now, I mean, you know, you've grown and now you're speaking to you know organizations and events. Ultimately, yep. through the years, has yep. having your own show helped you, you know, kind of get out of your comfort zone and speaking and made you a better speaker and more comfortable in getting in front of people now? I think so. Uh, the thing that has also helped was the fact that. Uh, not only did I speak at con- in contest situations in high school and college, but I also taught public speaking and English composition in a two-year business college in Nebraska after I got my master's degree. And so I was in front of the class lecturing four days a week. Yeah. So I, being very comfortable in front of an audience is now second nature. I, I live for that. I thrive on that. And sure, there are you know butterflies. Every speaker gets a little butterfly here and there. If you're not, then you're not breathing and something's not right but uh, there's that adrenaline rush and so i do enjoy speaking in front of audiences and sharing in fact i had a status on my facebook uh, i think it was yesterday reminding me that i did a commencement speech for a high school four years ago and so i just copy and pasted the status and it was pretty cool just to be reminded uh, that i did that four years ago this week so that was pretty fun yeah, I didn't realize that you'd actually uh, taught uh, education. I actually uh, taught in the for-profit college world uh, mm-hmm. for, for a number of years. And it really, I, I also taught, you know, two or three, four nights a week, depending upon the class. And as a leadership development trainer, I mean, it really gave me an opportunity to to hone my facilitation skills. And I mean, yeah. I, if you can keep uh, sometimes a group of students engaged that, you know, sometimes they don't really want to be there, I've learned that, uh 
it carries over pretty well in keeping adults engaged uh, when you're yeah. working with organizations. So yeah. it's been a great experience for me, and it sounds like you as well. Absolutely. And with a, a topic like public speaking, it's not something that a lot of people enjoy doing. And so it was incumbent upon me to make the experience fun and to basically encourage people along when they felt a little, a little fearful about it. And so you, ha- you, you have to teach while still respecting where people are and just encouraging them to just take that one more step outside their comfort zone. Well, Brian, we're coming up on our first commercial break. Everyone, you're tuning in to Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. We have Brian K. Wright on the air with us tonight. Don't go away. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the short break. Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, and your host, Nathan R. Mitchell, returns after this short break. Do you wish you had more focus? Do you wish you were more intentional about the things you need to get done to really start making progress in your business and leadership? If so, you need the Leadership Journal by Nathan R. Mitchell. The Leadership Journal is Nathan's empowerment project to help business owners entrepreneurs, and leaders grow their business, empower their teams, and lead to their full potential in only 90 days. To begin reaching your full potential today, simply go to leadingwithpurposeradio.com and claim your copy of the Leadership Journal now. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with Empowerment Coach and Founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome back. Before we get back to our interview with Brian K. Wright, author of the book, Success Profiles, I would like to let you know that Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio is brought to you by Clutch Consulting, a business and leadership development company committed to its purpose of growing businesses and empowering people. If you would like to learn more about the services offered by Clutch Consulting and to apply for a free coaching session, visit them on the web at clutchconsulting.net. Brian, welcome back to the show. Thank you. You know, Brian, you've had the opportunity to interview a lot of extraordinary people. I mean, including Jack Canfield, co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. You've had Darren Hardy, publisher of Success Magazine, on your show. What has that experience been like for you to reach such extraordinary people and to be able to help them deliver even more value to your audience? It, it was really fantastic interviewing both of them. I would say those are two of my favorite interviews. I love Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles, How to Get From Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. I bought that in 2005 when it really originally came out, and that is the only book I read all year long. I decided oh, I would wow. do whatever I could to master that book. I read that book almost three times all the way through. I did some of the exercises, and the 10th anniversary edition of that came out in 2015. And so I wanted to interview him on that occasion and let him know that I love the book and I've gotten great value from it. And And we had such a great conversation. He was so generous with his stories and his insight, and he was just really fantastic. Darren Hardy, the same way. That was a much more difficult interview to get, though. Um, and the reason why is because when he was promoting his book, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, he had had a series of interviews with people where they were not asking him about his book. So 
lesson learned to people who do interview other people. If you are interviewing somebody and they have a book coming out or they're trying to promote a project, let them talk about it because that's why they're on your show. Yeah, as wonderful as you may be, they're there to promote what they're doing. And so a few people almost ruined the curve. (laughs) And so when I emailed his executive team several days in advance to say, hey, I'm looking forward to interviewing Darren on Monday, they wrote back and said, we are canceling all of his future interviews and we are revetting everybody because of the reason that I just explained. Right. And I was not willing to lose that interview. And so I wrote back and said, I can appreciate the frustration that Darren must have felt over that. Uh, Rest assured, I have read his book. I'm almost done. And I'm almost done planning a show. Would you feel better if I sent you the questions I plan on asking? They loved it. They said, yes, absolutely. And when they saw that the questions were, in fact, about the book, uh, they rescheduled me. And so we got to talk. And it was such a great interview. He's so honest. He'll tell you the way it is. You, you're not required to like it. But uh, he has a, a ton of experience uh, through through business, through being an author, running his magazine or running Success Magazine. It was just really fantastic. He was very charming. And it was just really an amazing show. One of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great story. And just goes to show you what you can accomplish when you focus on giving people what they ultimately want in an interview. Um, mm-hmm. And for you, that's just focusing on his book and helping him promote and get his message out there. Right. You know, let's go back for a second to your story about Jack Canfield, because you yeah. said you bought his book in 2005. I mean, did you ever think in 2005 that you even have your own radio show, much less interview the guy who wrote the book that you thought was important enough to read several times in the course of a year? It never occurred to me <laughs> at that point in time. How cool it never is that? To me. Yeah, it, it was really, really awesome. And uh, there was another book called Conversations with Millionaires, which was before 2005. And it was by Mike Lippman and Jason Oman. Yeah. Jason and I are friends. And he interviewed a bunch of millionaires. And he, Mike Lippman had a radio show. And so he did a very similar thing to what I did with my Success Profiles book. And I thought, oh, well, gosh, if he can do that, I could probably do something like that. But I didn't have a radio show. It wasn't even on my radar at that time. And so lo and behold, when I started my show, I started thinking about how could I repurpose the content that I'm using here. And I thought it would be really cool that if I got to interview enough really amazing amazing top shelf people that maybe I could do something like that too. And a couple years ago, I reached out to Morgan James Publishing about this project and they loved it. And they went ahead and and, uh, I signed a contract with them uh, to do my book. And when they finally got to see my completed first draft, they said, you did a really good job of editing this. We've read interview books before and some of them just aren't very good, but this is really good. And they were very excited for it. And so was I. So book came out in April and it's, it's selling all right. And I'm selling some copies and I'm going to be doing a couple of book signings here in the near future. And I need to get a lot more uh, aggressive and assertive about lining up some more of that. But I'm so excited that my first book signing in a Barnes and Noble store will be happening about a month from now, a little over a month away. That's, that's fantastic. Congratulations on that. You know, I, um, a year or two ago, I also compiled a number of different interviews from, from this show, and I can understand how difficult um, that is because I remember you know, reading, reading an interview in book form is so much different than listening to it on the show, and it, I spent hours upon hours interviewing, uh, or I'm sorry, I mean editing the interviews that I had done to make them 
read more friendly, I guess you could say. Is that kind of similar uh, situation that you found with your book? Yeah. Absolutely. There is a huge difference between listening to a conversation and knowing that it makes sense and then watching that same conversation in writing because sometimes it doesn't make nearly as much sense because sometimes, and God bless everyone I've interviewed, but there were times where they would start with a thought, and this happens in normal conversation. It starts with a thought, and by the time the sentence is over with, it's on a completely different idea. And I'm thinking, wait, this is not where it started. Now I have to reconcile this and figure out what I really need to use and within the context of where the conversation went after that. So sometimes there was that. And if, occasionally, every once in a very great while, sometimes the guest didn't answer the question that I was asking. <laughs> So I had to figure out what to do with that. And, of course, right. I take out filler phrases and and repetitions. And, you know, in conversations, sometimes you go back to something you've already talked about. Sometimes you foreshadow something you plan on talking about next. And you have to reconcile it so it reads like the conversation's happening in a straight line, even though it almost never does. So you released your book in April. And yes. for those of you listening, it's Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. You can get it on Amazon.com. I have a copy. It's a fantastic book. You know, this has really been a top-selling book on Amazon for you. You mentioned that you were doing multiple book signings at Barnes & Noble stores in the Phoenix area. Mm-hmm. How has being a published author changed your business? I mean, isn't it fun to be garnishing so much attention from this? Yeah, it, it really is. And I think, I mean, this is my third book. But I right. think that having this one be in Barnes & Noble probably is even more credible than the first two because now people can actually go into a store. Now I've had a few people tell me in their market, it's not in the store. I said, well then ask for it. And I had one guy in Pittsburgh tell me, okay, I did. And so I could, I could see that he ordered it and it was really, really pretty awesome. So I can't wait to hear his thoughts on it, but I've had some good reviews and everyone who's told me whether they've reviewed it on Amazon or not has said they've really liked it and it reads well and it's easy and you can read through it in just, you know, two or three hours, maybe at the most. And it's, 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 it's over 200 pages, but it reads very easily. You're talking about getting reviews on Amazon. I mean, even Kevin Harrington, the original Shark of Shark Take, has endorsed your book. Yes, yes. And he's going to be in the next volume of this. I plan on releasing the next volume of this uh, late in this year, so probably about six months or so from now. And so I'm compiling my list of people who are going to be in that book, and one or two of them I haven't interviewed yet. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that all unfolds. So Kevin Harrington will be one of those. Yeah, has Kevin Harrington already been on your show? Yes, he was on my show a year ago. What was what was fantastic about that interview? I mean, he's he, a business mogul, such a smart guy. He is such a smart guy. We talked about how the whole idea of Shark Tank came to him, how he was approached for that. And we talked about what makes a good pitch and the mistakes that people make when they try and pitch him. Uh, it's so funny because when Mark Burnett approached him about doing Shark Tank, uh, he was excited about it. Then he talked to his wife and she said, oh, you, you can't go on that show. He does that Survivor thing. Do you know what he does to people on Survivor? He's like, that's <laughs> a good point. So he called Mark Burnett back to say, can you please tell me a little bit more about this? <laughs> My wife is a little concerned about what this is about. And so he explained it and, and Kevin thought, well, this is exactly what I do all the time anyway. So, yes, I'll do it. And so it was pretty cool. I mean, not every pitch makes it on the show. Uh, The whole casting process is interesting. Now they do it in different cities around the country. But he was on during the first couple of seasons, and uh, it was really great. And so he has branded himself very well. He also invented the infomercial. 
And so we talked about how he did that too. In fact, it's kind of funny because he mentioned that he was watching TV late at night and he was watching the Discovery Channel. And back in back in the day, not all the stations were 24 hours. And so at midnight, it went off the air. You saw the colored yeah. screen. Yeah. Right. And so he called the cable provider and said, how come Discovery Channel is, is, is off the air? And they said, well, that's Discovery's decision. They, they're they off the air from midnight until uh, 5 or 6 in the morning. And then they re- resume again. Some of the stations are 24 hours. And so that just got Kevin's entrepreneurial mind thinking, what can I do to help them have complete programming 24-7? And so the idea of a long-form commercial came to him. And long story short, it caught on. And obviously we are where we are now with the infomercial industry. Yeah. He's helped a lot of people make a lot of money. Yeah. What is the, what are his entrepreneurial endeavors now? I mean, I know I, I see him, you know, speaking at various events and that kind of thing across the U S but do you know what his business dealings are now or. Well, he has his hand everywhere. I know that he's very interested in cryptocurrency right now. So he's doing some work in that uh, he still is very willing to listen to pitches regarding people's businesses. I mean, he has partial ownership in hundreds of businesses, literally. And so we talked about due diligence, too, because obviously, if you're going to say yes to that many people, you're probably saying no to thousands more. Sure. And so I asked him about a criteria for how that happens. And so what I also did, and you probably already know this, Nathan, Kevin Harrington was the first person who was the cover on success profiles magazine in right. December. And so what I did is I condensed the long form radio interview into a, a feature article. So I used about a third of the radio interview and tailored that to a feature article. And so it reads like an interview. And so if you want to read that, you can either uh, listen to success profiles radio and search for Kevin Harrington's episode, or you can subscribe to success profiles magazine and you can just read it online. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, and for those of you who, uh, those of you who are tuning in tonight, or you'll download the podcast uh, later, trust me, go learn more about Success Profiles Magazine. I'm actually a subscriber myself. I've been fortunate enough to be invited uh, by Brian to be a contributor to a recent issue, and you're really sharing great content. When we get back from the next commercial break, I want to talk to you a little bit more about that. But uh, one of the things that I've learned about you, Brian, in the years that I've followed you, is that you've been really, really good at repurposing content Mm -hmm. and you know for those listening in to this episode can you explain to them what this really looks like for someone who's looking to grow their audience and expand their reach like you have and maybe we need to come back to this a little bit too when we get back from the commercial break we've got about a minute left absolutely i'd be glad to revisit this after the break as well Uh, the the nutshell of it is a lot of people create content once and they post it and they think they're done. But the truth is you need to be seen everywhere. And so repost that Facebook, Twitter, as a blog, as a Facebook Live, as a book, as a magazine article. Put that content everywhere you can. In fact, I did a Facebook Live today, and I'm repurposing that into a magazine article for the June edition, which is going to be coming out about a month from now. So repurpose content. I mean, use it. Do it once and reuse it all over again because not everyone who hears my show will see my magazine. Not everyone who sees my magazine will see me on Facebook. Not everyone who sees me on Facebook will hear my show. It's it's just a spider web. Be everywhere. Well, everyone, you're listening to Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. Tonight we have Brian K. Wright on the show. We're coming up on our second commercial break. Don't leave us. Stay tuned. You'll be so glad you did. We'll be right back.
Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, and your host, Nathan R. Mitchell, returns after this short break. Nathan R. Mitchell, America's leading empowerment coach, founder of Clutch Consulting, and certified member of the John Maxwell team, is giving away his top-selling book, Leading with Purpose, for free, for a limited time. You can get Nathan's highly acclaimed book, which is full of 30 empowering tips to help you transform your organization and your leadership. To claim your free ebook, simply go to leadingwithpurposeradio.com. Opt in to receive the Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio newsletter, and you will also receive Nathan's book as a special bonus. This is a limited time offer, so secure your copy today. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with Empowerment Coach and Founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome back to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. Friends, one of the things that I've learned about great leaders is that they are lifelong learners. If this describes you, I'd like to encourage you to register for our upcoming online event, The Empowered Leader Must Know Principles for Leading with More Influence. Whatever your vocation or aspiration, you can increase your impact with others by becoming a leader who leads more effectively. In this 90-minute online group coaching session, you will learn simple, insightful ways to interact more positively with others while watching your personal and organizational success go off the charts. To learn more and to get registered today, visit us at clutchconsulting.net. Hurry because this event is limited to only 15 people and takes place on Wednesday, June 6th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Brian, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. You know, Brian, right before the commercial break, we were talking about the importance of repurposing content and and for individuals who have been in you know the space for as long as you or I have sometimes I don't think people really realize how much content they have I mean right before the commercial break you were talking about you know taking a blog post and repurposing that on Facebook or Twitter I mean you could take one blog post and take just excerpts of that blog post that could be easily 10 to 15 different facebook or twitter messages for you oh absolutely in fact i'll tell you one of the things i've been doing to promote my book for example i've been doing facebook lives on every chapter so every chapter is somebody that i've interviewed today's chapter uh featured tom ziegler and i think i did a live featuring him previously but Learn, I learn more than one thing from everybody, and so I just take that one thing. And so, and so the Facebook Live I did today was when I asked Tom Ziegler, why do people block their potential for success? And he gave three very insightful answers. Number one, they don't try. Number two, they don't believe in themselves. Number three, they don't surround themselves with other people who believe in them. And I just did a four-and-a-half-minute video on that and it's great, and I'm repurposing that into a magazine article. I, I could probably do 10 or 15 Facebook Lives just on that chapter, and I've got 11 chapters in the book. So the, the potential for content is enormous. I could do the same thing with all of my episodes. I mentioned earlier that my 300th episode is coming up in a few months. If I went back to every single episode, I know I could find at least one, at least one golden nugget from every episode and riff on that for a while. So you have way more content than you think you do. If you're doing 
uh, a radio show, if you do Facebook Lives on a fairly regular basis, and you should because it gives people a chance to see you and, and feel you if that makes sense, because there's a difference between just listening to someone and then watching their body language and watching their confidence and uh, just experiencing them from a completely different level. So that's fantastic. If you are someone who speaks, you can repurpose some of that content. If you've done a live event, you can take snippets of your live event and post that onto Facebook or to LinkedIn or to Twitter. So the potential for repurposing content is enormous. People will consume content in many, many different ways. Some people like to read. Some people like to listen. And some people like to watch. So think about that. I mean, one of the things I learned in graduate school is that people have many different learning styles. So take advantage of that. Some people do prefer to read. Some people prefer to watch. Some people prefer to listen. So make sure that some of your content is in all of those forms so that everyone has at least an opportunity to see and or hear you in whatever format they choose. You know, actually, Facebook Live is not something that uh, I've adopted yet. But, I mean, after you talking about it on uh, the show tonight, it's definitely probably something that I need to do. What is it specifically that you enjoy about it the most? I think just the opportunity to connect with people. Before I had Facebook Live, and, you know, Facebook rolled that feature out gradually. So some people had it early and some people, like myself, got it later. And so what I initially started doing about a year and a half ago was just doing videos with my webcam and then just uploading it to Facebook. The beauty of that, if you're just beginning and you're afraid to go live, at least just just tape a video. If you don't like it, you can erase it and redo it. So that might be your training wheels <laughs> right there. But the beautiful thing about doing it live is you have a chance to connect and people can watch you as it's happening and they can type in comments or they can ask a question. And sometimes they might ask a question that I might uh, incorporate somehow into my live presentations. And for me, I don't go on and on about nothing. Uh, right. A lot of people do long lives and it's okay if it's someone that I really like, know and trust and I know I'm going to get value, I'll stick it out for a while. If your video is longer than, say, five or ten minutes, I can't promise I'm going to watch the whole thing. I'm busy. We all are. And so I tell people I'm going to do a short live, and I keep it short. My videos are usually in the five to six-minute range. Sometimes it's a little shorter. Sometimes it's a little longer. And I think I did a live that was 15 minutes long maybe a month or two ago, right around the time that my book was about getting ready to be released because I was so excited about a lot of things. And so you can say a lot in five minutes, believe it or not, if you plan it right. Yeah, you can. And, and my assumption is probably if it runs 10, 15 minutes, I mean, you're going to increase the likelihood that people are going to become disengaged and drop off anyway. Yeah, because it, it tells you how many views you had. It doesn't show you when someone, it shows you when you come on, but it doesn't show you when someone drops off. And so you really have no idea, except in the upper left hand corner, it tells you how many people are there, but you don't know which ones are still with you. You know, let's get back to the publishing piece. You know, yes. as you know, I'm a, I'm a published author myself, and it's really been beneficial for me and help establishing me as a leading authority in the business and leadership development space. And, you know, there's many business owners and entrepreneurs who could really benefit from writing and publishing a book. But for so many people, it seems like such a daunting task. Mm -hmm. You know, how you help people with this. How do you help struggling authors, you know, get started and get their message out to the prospective clients they're looking to reach? 
That's a really great question because, as you said, a lot of people would like to write a book. Over 80% of people would like to write a book, and very few people actually do. And there are some reasons for that. Number one, they don't feel like they have time. Well, we all have the same 24 hours. It's just a matter of reallocating your time. If you really, really, really want to, you'll make time for it. And then another reason is that uh, people uh, don't know how to do it. I can help you do that. Another another reason is that some people think that they're not very good writers. In fact, Robert Kiyosaki has often talked about being a best-selling author, not a best-writing author. He's not a great writer, but he probably has a ghostwriter, and that person will help him organize his thoughts. And he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. A, a lot of the A-list celebrities, the politicians, I mean, even before Trump was president, he came out with a bunch of different books, but I just about guarantee he didn't sit down at a keyboard and write them. He probably right. uh, dictated to his uh, administrative assistant in the limo, and she wrote it all down and typed it up, and he approved it and said, add this or subtract this. I mean, he had the final say, but he didn't sit down and actually write it. And so if you've got a valuable message to share with the world and you just either don't have time to or you just really don't want to, I'm somebody that can help you do that. And so the way that I do that is I have a strategy session with somebody, and I talk to them about what their book is going to be. And the reason I work with entrepreneurs is because they already know what their message is. And so I really prefer to work with someone who is not necessarily a clean slate. They know what their message is going to be, and I help them mold it into something that somebody will want to read. And so we have a series of interviews, and uh, I gather the information. I do a first draft, and we go from there. And we just add and subtract and change and edit until everyone's happy. You know, John Maxwell, who's written more business and leadership books than just about anybody, he He's not gun shy about telling people that he has a somebody that writes for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's churning out books left and right, and uh, you know, if you got the content, somebody else can help you write it. So, what's that? What's that process look like? I mean, when you bring on a new client to help them get their book published, is there a specific time frame, or does it really just vary from you know person to person and how dedicated they are to the process and so forth? It really can vary. I've had clients who have wanted to get their book out within a very specific timeline because they were getting ready to speak somewhere a few months down the line. Right. And they, they know that they've needed to have a book and they just want something to sell in the back of the room or they want something to base a coaching program off of. Other people aren't in a massive hurry. In fact, I've got one client who said, I'm not in a big hurry, but I want to start with you because I know that if I start with you, I will be committed to the process. And so it was really more or less an accountability piece for him, but he knows he wants a book and he's got a lot of great things to say. Uh, But I don't want to take years and years and years. But the other piece too is once you have a first draft, how quickly can you review it and get back to me? And so that now that now is on you to review what I've done and get back to me to make some suggestions If you sit on it for months, that's just all the longer it's going to take for the whole thing to get done. So when someone asks me how long does it take, it really depends. My goal is to have something done in six months or less. But a lot of that depends on how much you have to say, how many sessions we need, how soon can you get uh, your input back to me once I've got something done. It just depends on a lot of things. So, I mean, these people who who say, well, I promise I can get you a book done in 30 days. Okay, well, how are you really doing that? The books aren't very long. 
And I'm not saying that books have to be very long. In fact, uh, some very effective books can be 64 pages. That's fine. Right. Uh, but if, if – and it depends on how you're using the book too. If you're using it as a glorified business card, then sure, something like that works. If you are looking to create something a little more substantial, I guess for lack of a better word, it's going to take longer than that. And if someone's looking to incorporate a biographical element into it, it is going to take longer than that. So it really depends on what you want the book to be and how long of a time frame you have and how often we can get together and work on it and how often or how long it takes for you to review it. I know that's a very long answer, but it just depends on a lot of things. But my druthers, you know, six months or less is a perfect scenario. Yeah, you know, I, I've written several books. Sometimes I've written a couple of books inside of 12 months. And, you know, I had somebody ask me once, how do you turn out so many books? And my response to them was that, you know, a lot of times we, we take a project and we make it much bigger than it really is. Yeah. And I think if somebody just really focused on, if I wrote one page a day, if you wrote one page a day, I mean, you have a 365-page book at the end of 12 months. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, Jeffrey Gittermer was my 100th guest, and I asked him, how did you get the idea to write your first book? He says, I didn't. I was doing a blog about all the stupid things that salespeople do, and when I had a 100 blog post, I thought, huh, I got a book. Yeah. You know. And so you might already have enough content for a book out there already, for those of you listening. Think about how much content you've actually created. If it's on a similar topic, think about how you might be able to do that. You might have at least the very beginning of a book already started, believe it or not. I actually did the same thing uh, several years ago. I took all of my blog posts. I picked some of the best ones I had written. And I decided, you know, I'm going to take these blog posts, these articles, and I'm going to publish them in a book. And it was the easiest book I'd ever written because the content was already done. Yeah, you already did it. And now you're just thinking of a new and creative way to use it again. Well, Brian, we've got just a couple of minutes before our next commercial break. Before we come back, I'd like to give you an opportunity to, you know, where, where can somebody go to find a copy of your book? Where can they go to learn more about your products and services before we go to commercial break? Great. Well, my website is brianckwright.com. That's B-R-I-A-N, the letter K, W-R-I-G-H-T, brianckwright.com. And you can find my book on Amazon, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. You can always... Also, just look for Brian K. Wright on Amazon, and it's the book with the blue cover on it. And you can also find it in Barnes & Noble. Yeah, it is a beautiful book cover, by the way. They did a fantastic job at Morgan James Publishing for you. They, they did. I was excited to see it. Well, everyone, you're tuning in to Leading with Purpose and Powering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. Tonight, we have Brian K. Wright on the phone with us. Right when we get back, we're going to talk about his new magazine, Success Profiles Magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, and your host, Nathan R. Mitchell, returns after this short break. Do you wish you had more focus? Do you wish you were more intentional about the things you need to get done to really start making progress in your business and leadership? If so, you need the Leadership Journal by Nathan R. Mitchell. The Leadership Journal is Nathan's empowerment project to help business owners entrepreneurs, and leaders grow their business, empower their teams, and lead to their full potential in only 90 days. 
To begin reaching your full potential today, simply go to leadingwithpurposeradio.com and claim your copy of the Leadership Journal now. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with Empowerment Coach and Founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome back to Leading a Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. Before we get back to our interview with Brian K. Wright, if you're interested in learning how you can create your own podcast to market and grow your business, I strongly encourage you to check out Podcasters Paradise. I've been a member myself, and I could not be happier with the training and information I've personally received from John Lee Dumas and his team of trainers. For a special limited-time offer, visit us at leadingwithpurposeradio.com and click on the Resources tab to learn more about podcasts podcasters paradise with that brian welcome back to the show thank you so much in our last segment this evening i want to talk with you about your magazine we've talked about your radio show we've talked about your book we've talked about repurposing content but now i want to shift gears because this is something new that you've just done in the last several months tell us about success profiles magazine as i mentioned earlier i've been very grateful to have been a contributor myself who's it a good fit for how can they get how can they get subscribed that's a really great question. Uh, it's a really great fit for people who are interested in entrepreneurship, uh, running a business, or people who are interested in personal development. Uh, a lot of the same content that you'll find on my radio show. In fact, it's interesting because I was looking for new ways to repurpose content from my show, and I figured I've had so many great interviews why not start a magazine? And a couple of years ago, I actually bought the domain for successprofilesmagazine.com and I didn't do anything with it right away. But in September, when I was getting ready to renew it again, it just it just hit me on the head. I realized oh, I'm paying for something I'm not using. So right. that was really uh, my, my kick in the head to really get it going. And so I just started reaching out to people uh, about contributing. And a lot of people said yes. It was really fantastic. And so... Uh, my feature article is always a repurposed article or a repurposed show from Success Profiles Radio. And one thing, beautiful thing about having done my show for so long is uh, I've got a network of people who I can ask to contribute. And I'm pretty well connected on Facebook. And I've asked people to contribute. And and people are usually very willing. If, they don't, if they're not too busy, they, they can. And it's really, really fantastic. And it's an every month kind of thing. I've got a small handful of people who are contributing every single month. And so it's right. pretty cool. So I get to introduce people to brand new experts every month and I've got a few standbys. So it's, it's pretty cool. And people can subscribe at successprofilesmagazine.com. It's digital and, uh, you can read it right online, right on the site. And there is a monthly call with an expert every month. And the next call is going to be happening toward the end of May. And I've got ideas about where I'm going to go with that. And I will be doing a live event sometime later this year, probably October or November. And subscribers do get very, very special rates on tickets to the event. So if nothing else, that is well worth the investment. <laughs> is that going to be a virtual event or is that going to be hosted in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, where you're at? Oh, it'll be hosted in Phoenix, Arizona. I want to meet people and see their faces and get everyone in a room. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, man, before we conclude tonight's episode, um, is there anything else you'd like to share with my audience, upcoming events that you have, anything else that uh, 
You want to share? This is your time, my friend. Absolutely. Well, I'm just so glad to be here, Nathan, and you've got a great show, and I'm honored to be on your roster of guests. I would just say that if you have something inside you that you're just burning to do, then do it because you don't know when your time is up. I survived a life-threatening illness a little over four years ago, and I learned three very important things. Number one, treasure your family and friends because that's your rock. Number two, be aggressively thankful for everything. And I mean aggressively thankful. I mean more than once a day. Be very thankful and acknowledge the people and the things and the circumstances and the skill sets that you have to create the vision for your life. And finally, just don't take anything for granted because you just don't know when it's going to be over with. And that's one reason why my mission is to inspire, motivate, and educate people to be the best version of themselves through my radio show, through books, through my magazine, through live events, through Facebook Lives. I just try and put myself out there as much as I can through helping people uh, ghostwrite their books, getting their message out to the world. It's so much fun to help people realize their dreams. And Zig Ziglar says, you can get everything in life you want if you help enough other people in life get what they want. Well, Brian, you have a great mission, and I'm so honored and grateful uh, that I've had the opportunity to help you fulfill it here this evening, if just for a little bit less than an hour. But I want to thank you again for being on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I will be in touch soon, my friend. Thank you, Nathan. It's been an honor and a privilege to be here with you and your listeners as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Everyone, you've been listening to Leading with Purpose Empowering, Empowering Talk Radio. Tonight, we had Brian K. Wright on the episode. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio with host Nathan R. Mitchell. To learn how Nathan can help you get better business results and lead you to your full potential faster, visit Clutch Consulting on the web at www.clutchconsulting.net. You can also download episodes of the 